Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with the Very Best of Living. It's always a pleasure to be with you, especially during the holiday season. I'm with my co-host, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Hello, Taylor. It's always fun to be with you on these recordings. And- yes, it is. I mean, you too. <laughs> and are you having a good holiday season? Are you having a good one? We are. You know, we're in a new place in California, and it's. I know. We've already gotten more snow here than we ever got it. Well, not ever, but but that Colorado has gotten this year, so it's kind of fun. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really hitting, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I know in Utah, we have like more like in one dump than we had all last year. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. I it's Sundance. Yeah, Sundance. Yeah. yeah but it's kind nice. of fun. I yeah. love it for Christmas, right? Me and too. and we, we need the water. So yep. we're all happy about it, right? Yes. So fun. Well, today we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics because as a therapist, I've been seeing this in my career all my life. I wrote about it in The Character Code. And for those of you that don't know about the second book, you're missing a truly a wonderful venture. It's so much more to grow and understand in the second book. You can get it by getting on uh, amazon.com. You can order it there or through our website, but it's the 30 year anniversary edition. So it has both books, right? Yes. And this piece we're going to talk about today comes from the second part, which is the character code. After I wrote the color code, I was so proud of myself. I was like done for life. And then the blues, those dang blues said, well, now that's great. Now I know what color I am. What do I do about it? Like I need to do something with it. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? I'm just happy you know who you are. <laughs> so they kind of forced my hand and they said, you need to kind of be charactered yourself and give us more. So I did. Mm-hmm. And that came in the character code. And there are many illustrations from my work with people individually in that process, as well as corporate work. So today we're going to talk about victims, villains, and heroes. Hmm. And I guess I would ask our listeners, which are you and when are you that and why are you that? So victims are people who feel as though they have been wronged and they can't get a leg up in life. They're being mistreated. Mm -hmm. And villains are people who are bullying others, taking advantage of other people. Um, thinking of themselves versus others. Mm -hmm. And heroes are people who rise from the ashes of pain, who have been dealt unfairly or challenged Mm -hmm. and find ways to rise above it. And I'm going to start this podcast with two examples. So, okay. Interesting lives. Um, I'm going to talk first about uh, Keanu Reeves. So Keanu Reeves is an actor and he is dyslexic. His dream of becoming a hockey player was shattered by a serious accident. His daughter died at birth. His wife died in a car accident. His best friend, River Phoenix, died of an overdose. His sister has leukemia. He has everything to give up. And instead, with everything that happened, Keanu Reeves never gave up hope for better days. When he was filming the movie The Lake House, he overheard the conversation of two costume assistants. One of them cried because she would lose her home. She didn't pay $20,000. And the same day, Keanu deposited the necessary amount into the woman's bank account. He also donated massive amounts to hospitals. He shared the part of the matrix profits with the entire team. And in 2010, on his birthday, Keanu walked into a bakery and bought a croissant with a single candle and ate in front of the bakery and offered coffee to people who stopped by to chat with him for his birthday. 
Uh, this man could buy everything, and instead, every day he gets up and chooses one thing that cannot be bought to be a good person. That's a legacy that I am very, very impressed with, touched by, yes. moved by. Isn't that incredible? Like all the wow. reasons not to be a hero, and he is one. And here's the piece about him that I love the most. He is outward-facing, not inward-focused. Outward-facing, yes. not inward-focused. Okay. You know, really quickly, if you get online and, and search it, I don't know what it came up on, but there's a, a video of him on a subway in New York and he's sitting and a lady gets on and he gets up, he gets off of his chair and gives it to the lady to sit down and he stands up. So That's just so to, him. Yeah. just to, yeah. So him, right? Like what you just well, said. Well, I like what you're sharing because what you're saying is someone who really is a legitimate hero, they do it in all aspects of their life. Right. Not just one. Right. Right. And because it's to his core. That's who he is in there. Yes. Isn't that great? Uh, so, so beautiful rendition of it's just a human life that is exemplary. Yes. So now I want to go to the villain who saw himself as a victim, therefore chose that path as opposed to hero. So Jim Jones of the People's Temple, the yes. Guyana Massacre. Uh-huh. Ironically, I got involved with one of his key leaders who watched me for three years because she didn't trust anybody to know whether she would be safe to open up about what had happened. Her mother and sister were killed in Guyana. Um, She became one of his right-hand people. She remembered at one point traveling in Canada. She wrote a long letter saying, I've got to get out. Help me. I can't be here any longer. And then decided against it, ripped it all up, put it into a trash can in like a Nordstrom or whatever up there in a department store. And that night when they do their debrief every night, they someone brought the letter she had ripped up totally and pieced it back together and <gasps> read it aloud to the group and <sighs> abused her, right? Controlled her. She was told there were people that would come after them if they didn't go along with him after he died, no matter what, they would never be free. So Deadly kinds of things, like very inappropriate. I'm now reading a book about him, you know, The Road to Guyana, like what caused him to go that route. Uh-huh. And he also had a very abusive mother, right? He chose to believe in that dynamic as opposed to what like Keanu Reeves did. And he made it all about himself. Everything right. was about him, very self-serving, right? So I want our listeners, I want you guys just to realize that the root of dysfunction is always an insecurity, always. Everything, the path always finds back to insecurity, as long as you understand that dynamic. So I was recently doing a consultation with a group, and I was talking with the leader, and I was saying, you know, you need, you need to understand that you're insecure, and that's why you do the things you're doing. And he could not get it. It did not register at all. And finally, so I know I'm arrogant. And I said, oh, my gosh. So you understand arrogance, but you don't understand the root of arrogance, which is insecurity. Insecurity. In that root. And it really helped me understand that the people don't necessarily think they're insecure when they're very insecure, which you see by how they perform, how they interact, how they see the world. And so if you're insecure, like, for example, we do a great disservice to young people with social media, with mm-hmm. comparison. I mean, yes, not everybody is weak like that. Not everybody cares about what other people think. Right. But many people do. And if you're one of those and you're doing comparisons, you're going to feed insecurity in yourself. Another problem you're going to have is if you are like superficial, like everything you're doing is no, there's no real substance to it. I mean, that feeds insecurity because you don't have anything to fall back on. There's no foundation, no substance. Like Keanu Reeves built substance into his life daily. 
standing up for somebody else on the, on the bus, for example, or a train. That's a way of building a foundation. Jim Jones was always, what's my agenda? What am I going to get out of it, right? And it's also, if I can use a physical kind of explanation about what feeds insecurity, it's like when you're eating fast food versus nutritious, balanced food. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can get by for a while, but there's a cost. There's definitely going to be um, a consequence. And so- Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. Can I ask a question? So when you said what feeds insecurity, what specifically does, like, when you're insecure, what keeps feeding that insecure feeling in you? Like looking for, see, I'm right, I'm, I'm not good enough, or what you said it feeds insecurity. Could you explain that a little? Yeah. So if, if my bent in life is competitive- Yes. And comparison, I'm in trouble because there's always someone better than or whatever than I am. And if that feeds me, I'm always going to be vulnerable on one down as opposed to even if I'm one up, there's somebody one up again. So you can't really ever win that battle. Now, Mm -hmm. why people feel insecure is very intriguing to me. Like there's some people uh, that you're born insecure. You come insecure. Um, I, I have lots of examples of that. One I shared on this podcast was about a woman who's she just fell from birth, like he would not yes. come. Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, but there are others that come very secure. Like you know, the kid, for example, the first child. Yes. and then there's another child that comes, and it's just interesting. Some first children are so insecure and so jealous. Others are very comfortable. Like the minute the new one comes, they're in. Mm-hmm. Like on yeah. nurture and support, right? Yeah. So, so you come with it one way or the other. Now you can continue to eat fast food. You can continue to be superficial, like trying to keep up with the Kardashians, that kind of mindset, if you want that, right? Or you can choose a path that, like Keanu Reeves, builds substance, like where you actually nurture the lives of people around you and do good things with your life, your, your intellect, like get educated, be, mm-hmm. be interested in other people instead of just about yourself, be curious. Right. You, there's things you can do to develop security. But you've got to always look at the motive behind why you're doing something. So if I'm doing something to one-up you, Kat, that is insecurity. And it will only feed more of that same consequence. So I can actually do something that looks good, but my motive for doing it is not legitimate. And therefore, it builds insecurity. That's why Mm -hmm. it's important for people to understand. At the core, the only thing you can do to get secure is to eat nutritious food. That's health physically, to do legitimate, nutritious actions, that's mental health, right? To be outward facing, not inward facing. The minute you say, well, what about me? You're probably not doing the right thing. You're probably (laughs) missing the boat. I'm wondering about, here's what I think about, like, like if I have somebody in my life that does that, that they go to, but what about me? And and what about my feelings? And that, you know, that conversation, a friend of mine, I always feel like if I can reassure them, no, I hear you. I see you, but that's not really what flips somebody, right? It, it really well, isn't. Wait, no, 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 wait a minute. In, in your defense, what you're doing is the right thing to do. It's absolutely okay. the right thing to do because it reaffirms that if they can't see it, you can. So it's okay. really a generous gift that you're giving, but you're correct. At the end of the day, if they don't choose to embrace it, or if they keep feeding off of that versus something intrinsic, yeah, there's a problem. That's yes. A That's a really great distinction. Like just mentally, like feeding off of that, the weakness instead of, you know, like letting go of that inside of myself, that thing that keeps giving me the right to say, 
yeah, but you don't understand. Or yeah, I've had such right. a hard life as opposed to right. Keanu Reeves who says, you know, Hey, let me help you. Um, right. Because that right. one action, I keep thinking if I wait to feel like I want to help somebody, if I'm in that spot, I'm never going to do it. No, no. I'm not going to feel have like a reason. <laughs> you have a reason not to. You'll always right. have a So that building the muscle is doing it when I don't feel like doing it, but would that be termed a dirty motive or is it just awareness that, nope, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it because I need to quit thinking about self, right? No, it's a great point that it's not a dirty motive. The motive is I want to get better. I don't feel like it, but it's the right thing to do. Okay. That's very, very healthy. And by the way, in the meantime, it's always healthy for any of you, if you're a listener, if you have insecure people around you, you're not benefiting them by beating them up or putting them down. That doesn't make them better. I don't mm-hmm. have a problem, as you all know, being direct. Like it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing to kind of make people aware of what they're doing is not in their best interest. But there's also other ways just to be loving and supportive of somebody who doesn't necessarily deserve it. Like they're 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 not that way to you. They're very self-serving. That doesn't help them by you becoming self-serving at their expense. So it's very generous. Uh, generosity of spirit when you're like, I'm okay with me. So I can actually offer you that genuine sense of a smile or yes. I, I believe in you or yes. Like, it's so funny. Cause I'm married to, as you know, Mrs. Santa Claus. I mean, she is, she, <sighs> she lives to be outward facing the entire season. Here's the kicker that I love. Her birthday is December 24th. <sighs> it's never about her. Like every time it's like, what can we do as a family who can we do things for to bring uh. things to them? It's always about that. And on her birthday, many years, we would actually pick a family. We'd go drop off something and ring the doorbell and run oh. on her birthday. Not, not, it's not for her. All right. And she's, of course, the main one getting it all gathered and doing the things that are being done. Uh. So it's that outward facing, not self-focused that I want our listeners to consider. Is that happening in my life? Am I doing that? And if it wasn't done to you growing up, you of all people should know the damage that went on. You of all people. So don't pass the legacy on of becoming that way yourself. Stop the nonsense. Do something different for others than was done to you. That's what's important. Have you been a villain in your life ever? I think when I've withheld from certain people because I was hurt by them. Yeah. 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 That's and what I was just thinking. I, yep. That's, for that's me, not time. you. <laughs> No, no, but <laughs> about me, not you. Well, I, no, like when I did that to you, like when I did, <laughs> like when you did that thing to me, we yeah, won't yeah, talk you about remember. it. You're, I yeah. forgot all about it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So I get messages every other week. No, but you hey, know, those yes, are, yeah, those are anonymous. Those aren't from me. <laughs> but they have your email, just so you know. Oh crap! <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's not. It's never. My life never benefits when I go there. I don't ever gain anything by it. But in the moment, it's like, for example, if you won't forgive, right, it's because you don't want to, like you want to be vindicated or you want to hold on to your self-righteous power. Like there's a reason you you stay a villain if you won't share. Like I know people don't share. In fact, it's interesting. Some of the studies have shown that the most generous are poor. <laughs> They're the poor ones. Isn't that <laughs> funny? The it is so intriguing to me that they just naturally think in terms of helping others when they have so little to give, right? But if you don't share, it's because you don't want to. It's because you fear you won't have enough if you do, or because you just don't think that they're deserving or, you know, that kind of thing. So the motive, we'll go to the motive. It's the motive is always dirty when you won't share, forgive, bless, include. It's always dirty. Yes. And, and so, and it comes back to bite you, which is the negative thing, which of course you and I 
spend our lives working on trying to help people see there's a better way to live. Right. Well, I, it's funny too, because I, I mean, just every day, right. I mean, just every day in things and, and continually having the conscious, conscious awareness to make the choice, right. Like, like doing, not being a victim, you know, like that whole, like not being a victim. And because what happens is you become, you do become anonymous in your life when you're doing it the right way. Right. You just become this, because you're not looking for the Accolade. You're not looking for no. the accolade or the page no. hey, Kathy did or right. you know, searching for that. And, right. and at one point it was weird because it's, that is that insecurity, just like what you just said, it all just kind of falls into places like, oh, when I need that, I'm insecure. Let's, let's make sure I'm addressing that. And how much more powerful it is when you don't need the accolade, when you don't Absolutely. need it for the person yeah. receiving it. Right, right. They have no power over you. You just None. do it because it's the right thing to do. Right. And that's a good insight, by the way, Kat. If I'm doing it with an agenda and it doesn't get met, then I'm even more petty. Yes. <laughs> I like I've been wrong now, even worse, which is so foolish because I set myself up, right? <laughs> In the first place. Oh. Uh, it's so, it's, but I will tell you, I want our listeners to know I am a firm believer in solid mental, spiritual health. And it's no different than what we can see scientifically going on in physical health. It's no right. different. It's just as real to me as those things you can see physically. And actually, I think it has more impact on the quality of your life than even the physical, which is interesting. Um, But we don't seem to quite understand. Just take a leap. It's the time. It's the season to do it. If there's ever been a time or season, now's the time to do it, right? Like now's the time to think outward, not inward. Don't think about what you're getting. Think about what you're giving. In fact, we have these different women. They're all uh, widows, right? And they're all in different situations in their life because of what's happened to them. And so we, we have these families we, we parcel out, right? To our kids uh, take a family and we take a family. And my one daughter was so cute. She goes to her kids. Okay, so here we have his family and here's the kids they have. And here's what we have to do. We're going to get this together for them for Christmas. And so what do you think about that? And each of her kids said, um, I will give up this present. This is the present I will give up because they know what they're getting in some ways. And they're saying, I will give this one up so they can have that. And I thought, boy, it doesn't get any richer, right? Than that mindset, teaching them young, that giving up actually is more abundant than not. Right. You know, and in a different, I just want to say something because it's like hitting, you know, when you're on a podcast and you start talking about this stuff, it's not like you practice podcasting. It's like things just happen as we're talking. (laughs) So it's like, oh my gosh, um, is that. So we moved here and my husband Paco took over this office right. and it and it has its problems like all offices do. Sure. And it had some leadership issues when he walked in. And I have to tell yep. you, it's not as difficult as you think sometimes with people like Aww. this fragmentation when you walk in. Last week, um, McKenna, my daughter, made cookies and I said, Hey, why don't you just take these to the office? So we filled yes. up a Christmas container to take to the office. Yes. And two days later. Paco comes home and he says, you know, that caring about somebody by just bringing chocolate chip cookies into an office right. and people feeling cared for. Yes. And, you know, it's just so simple. You're talking about all these things and that outward focus and not wanting anything back. And he didn't do it to, to create team bonding, but, you no. know, he, he just took yes. cookies. And a I just think it's goodness. that simple, a simple thing. Like the simple it's a simple goodness. Yep. It, yep. it is. And it's, but what it's doing to people is like, just like, 
phenomenal. He, it's shifted. They're starting to sit in his office and chat and talk and reveal. Okay, so, and, so here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> you know how beautiful that was, right? Yeah. Yeah. So compare it with this example. So there's a Weight Watchers meeting. Yeah. And a girl speaks up and says, I'm so sick of people bringing in cookies to the office because they know that I'm struggling with my weight. <laughs> I'm like, Kathy, I am like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just blamed them for bringing in cookies because you're overweight. <laughs> you heartless bastards. Come Isn't on. Isn't that amazing? How little, <laughs> take that example of what your daughter and Paco did, what you suggested, right? Yep. Versus this woman's perception of when it's done. There's the victim versus yep. the hero. There yes. That's a yes. great. So, I'm so glad you shared that story. It's such her great. hero. So she would step into hero by what, Taylor? How would she be a hero in that situation? By embracing the fact there are others who don't have her weight problem. And good for them. They can enjoy this. Yes. That's what she would do. Instead yes. of being the whiny victim, don't people realize how much I'm struggling with my weight? <laughs> <laughs> I still, I so that's kind of a fun way of looking at both perspectives, right there. So really good, really good. Yeah. Well, okay. So I have a bomb to drop. <laughs> yep. So what I want our listeners to know is this is the last podcast of this season. So this is season one, and uh, we're going to take a break, just a little break. We certainly hope it has been a welcome part of your week. You have no idea how much we love and appreciate. Those people that take the time to send us emails and update us on how things impacted you, what you're doing with them, it means the world to us. And we would really, truly invite you to continue to let us know things that you liked about this season's podcast. If you liked things, my email is taylor at taylorhartman.com. If you didn't like certain things, Kathy's email is kathy at taylorhartman.com. We really would love to hear, honestly, actually, before season two starts, we would love to hear your ideas, like yes. thoughts on the way, things we could improve, things that you yeah. liked, things you want more of, things you want less of, new thoughts, new ways of looking at things we can do that would make your life better and, and healthier. And as the Terminator said, we'll be back. <laughs> it's not like we're going away forever, right? Taking yes. A break to retool. There are some things you can do as listeners that you may not have thought about so that you'll be aware of when we start again. Uh, subscribe. Wherever you mm-hmm. are listening to our podcast, subscribe to it. And then evidently, when you subscribe to our podcast, it'll ping you when yes. we start again. So you'll That's know, correct. right? And take a moment and just write a review. Let other people know what you gained from our season. That'd be very, very helpful to us, right, Kat? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, because we do it for you guys, right? I mean, you know, this is this is a blast, but it really is it really is just connecting. You know, how do we connect with you and and create these conversations in the world? You know, so that's, true. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the side effect is you and I have so much fun doing it together, which is great. We just yeah. love it and it's fun. But yep. you're right. At the end of the day, it's about you as the listeners. It's about you who hear yep. this, and you may not realize how much you inspire us with the things you share about how things did impact or things that you would like more of it. Mm-hmm. We love it. We really appreciate that. Amazing. And we wish you an amazing holiday and that you will discover many reasons to smile by doing what a hero does uh, the entire season and the, the rest of the new year. Kat. Yes. Happy holidays, my friend. Happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. 
and um, and I'm excited to get back already. I'm already excited to get back. <laughs> That's what I love about you. Yep. Listeners, again, thanks for making our, our year. It's been fun. So we appreciate you. We love you and we care about you. Uh, thanks for a great season. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.